0: Thank you so much for coming. Um, it's a real hardship here, so I'm glad you could find your way to the Yale Club for a lovely lunch. Uh, I just want to start by also giving a shout out to Climate Week. And I don't know if you guys were here on Friday to see the climate strike. And I was, of course, in Albany um, with some of you uh, working on exactly all of this stuff. But, um, but my family was here and, uh, of course, many, many colleagues. And I just hope that we can all Take some of that energy from right outside on the streets. That's it's still here all week, and you know, young people and lots of people. Um, I'm regularly assaulted by very old people who are like, "You can do more," you know. And we do need a kick in the pants uh, because even though we have the what we think is the most ambitious climate agenda really in the world, and we. Aim to uh, attend to every line of it. Uh, we need to do more. We need to do more, more quickly than we are doing right now. So uh, I hope that energy on the streets is helping us all redouble our efforts and focus on the prize. Um, I'm not. I'm going to keep it short because I hope that we can. I think the conversation will be much more interesting than me just talking. I know the people in this room and. Thank you so much. This is such a great um, group and organization that pulls diverse thinking together to tackle these uh, tremendous issues of our time. Um, And I know that many here probably read the climate legislation even more carefully than I have, so I'm, I don't want to uh, bore people with the details. But just to recap, in case everyone did not read the entire thing, um, we now have a legislative mandate uh, to realize really the the Green New Deal that the governor has been talking about for some time, which is you know headline uh, don't bury the lead. We're going to be decarbonizing the entire economy. So we have a forty percent greenhouse gas reduction by 2030, 85% by 2050, but we will get to carbon neutrality, so don't let that 85% number Fool you. Um, the, on the clean energy, the power sector side of the equation, I think there's like a long standing um, set of policies that many in this room help develop and implement and realize uh, in your businesses uh, of scaling up both renewables and energy efficiency. So we will be taking our clean energy standard to 70% by 2030 and reach 100% zero carbon energy by 2040. Um, and then that, of course, is the foundation of what we're going to be doing in the other sectors. So you know we've got to electrify and also bring clean, low-carbon fuels to our transportation sector. We need an orderly transition away from fossil fuels in our buildings. So that's also energy efficiency, not just on the electric side, which we had a tremendous order back in December to bring New York up to the top-performing states with 3% annual savings, so we can all have much more uh, high-performing buildings. we need to do something comparably rigorous on the gas side and invest in natural gas energy efficiency even as we're transitioning away from natural gas in buildings and really scale up heat pumps, you know, the way that we've been able to scale up some other technologies like solar and um, other things on the uh, electric energy efficiency side. So look for more Programs like that. So, you know, we've got the building sector. We're here in New York City where the building sector is uh, front and center, and we already have uh, very ambitious legislation at the city level that we uh, plan to be, we will be, we're statutorily um, included in figuring out how to implement that um, package in the smartest way and really build on that statewide and figure out how to do deep <clears throat> retrofits in the existing buildings. That we love, but you know they're kind of old, and it can be challenging to bring them up to that top top level of performance. And then, of course, the industrial sector, which I think um, I have been doing this a long time, really in many many states, not um, historically as focused in New York as I am now, and. The industrial sector has not gotten the kind of attention that we've had in the other sectors, and you know we're not gonna just outsource our industries, so we are very focused at figuring out um, how to improve um, emissions performance in the industrial sector here in New York. Obviously, industries can use the renewable energy as that comes online, but for process emissions, we really need some new thinking about how to reduce uh, emissions in that sector and still have the materials that we need uh, to build our economy and live our lives. Um, and so that's a, that I think will be an interesting place to watch. And also in the natural and working lands, um, we have both the challenge of reducing the emissions associated on the waste side, both in agriculture and livestock, and, forestry management and improving the the practices that we have on both the ag sector and the forest sector so that we can have not just better storage of carbon in soils, but also just all the other benefits that we want from best practices in those sectors um, to do with water and runoff. I mean, we all live in, you know, Superstorm Sandy Central and all of the storms that preceded and succeeded that, and that has a huge impact across the state that we are very mindful of. Uh, There are a few um, themes and um, uh, challenges and also goals that we have that run across all of those sectors, um, and one of which is resilience. So, you know, we need to build uh, really a a huge amount of new infrastructure for transmission and distribution, um, for electrification of vehicles, um, as well as buildings. And how do we do that in a way that takes... Uh, that has in mind the new normal that we live in um, from a climate impacts perspective. We still need uh, roads and bridges and more transit, and it all has to function, you know, no matter what is happening. And we know that these hundred-year storms are going to be coming every year or every few years, uh, and we need to be prepared for that. Same on the ag side and the forestry side. How do we improve what we're doing there so we're still have um, the uh, all of the productivity um, from those sectors they're more resilient not less to everything that's coming and they're part of the solution so that's something that's really exciting Um, equity is front and center it's written into the climate legislation We have many, many communities across the state in urban areas and also in rural areas that have just been historically both overburdened and underserved. So how do we make sure that all of the benefits that we intend to bring to the table and are confident that we can really accrue disproportionately to those communities? So everything that we're doing, how can we have air quality impacts? How can we have them sooner? How do we make sure that we're improving and and bringing more and better transportation choices to our upstate communities where they've historically been so few. Uh, And there's also the idea, which I think is distinct from just equity of just transition. There are a lot of communities that helped build the uh, energy system that we built our economy on for the last 100 years, and that's not maybe going to be the center of where our energy future is going. And everybody who worked at that nuclear plant or that coal plant can't just go into energy efficiency. I mean, we have so many jobs already, and hopefully, an excellent report on that coming out shortly. Uh, And more to come. I mean, we really are just getting started. If you only cared about creating jobs and didn't care about climate, you would still do so many of the policies that we're doing. But they're not the same jobs in the same places. And so what are the economic development um, paths forward in communities that are not naturally at the center of offshore wind or energy efficiency, they're not close to population centers, that is also a challenge for us and how we think about what we're doing not just as a climate plan, but as an economic development plan for the entire state. And I am so thrilled about the colleagues that I have on our team who are the economic development team and the workforce development team, not just the energy and environment team, All working together to think holistically about how we're going to bring all of those benefits to the state. Um, I think, again, because I know you read the legislation, you know, we will have a council, we'll have several advisory groups covering different sectors, and, you know, we need to build out a roadmap, and then the agencies need to adopt all the rules and regulations that are going to achieve all the goals that I mentioned. And we are going to do those and those are going to be rich and I invite all of you and many of you have already talked to me about participating in those. But really, I mean, there is no shortage of need for new ideas and big ideas and practical examples of things that are working that we need to figure out how to scale. Uh, And please, Bring them to us. I mean, we are going to have very open doors. Those are only a few of the venues where people can be kind of formally engaged in a formal process. But, you know, all of us are already working on all of these things. So we're already speaking with many of you and your colleagues uh, and getting. Uh, your input, even on the process as well as on the con- the content and the rules, and how to balance these tensions of competing interests, because it's not easy. Um, there are a lot of the things that we're trying to do have not been done before. So how do we make sure we have an orderly transition? We're not, um, you know, uh, leaving a lot of you know building ass- assets that are going to end up being stranded because we can't change the rules quickly enough, or Um, not really cracking the nut on something like affordable housing, which a lot of us have been working on for years, and there are very exciting signs of progress, and I know some are in this room as well, but we have not figured out how to scale in that sector for efficiency, renewables, resilience, everything, as much as we need to, so um, really looking forward to the conversation. Please. Ask as many questions and hard questions uh, as we can fit in, and then over the next um, months and years, please be engaged and bring your ideas to the table. Um, I know it can be difficult to get meetings scheduled because uh, we're only a limited number of people, but we really do want to um, work on this in a collaborative way, and the more people that own what we're doing, the more successful it's going to be as we roll it out. So thanks for your interest in coming. And on to the conversation.